Hi everyone, welcome. Welcome. It takes a little while to get. I'll take a few minutes to get party both parties on the stage. Hey, good morning, good evening, wherever you guys are at. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, GM. I think we just need. To, oh, there we go. Alt is up here now. Awesome. Yeah, we're getting. And Kema should be here in a couple minutes too. Awesome. So, welcome everybody today. We'll talk about Residence DAO, which is a mint coming up on Ethereum soon. And we'll talk about the real life utilities of NFTs because that's what Residence DAO is basically almost all about. And we on the Ninja Squad side are implementing a bunch of real life utilities so we can talk about both. But first of all, welcome everybody from the Residence DAO team. They are a team of superstars. I met with them last week. So I could not turn down the request to do co-host the spaces together. So thanks for coming, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us. I'm really excited to have an opportunity to uh, introduce the team, you know, talk about the project and answer any questions the community has. Yeah, awesome. Um, so you guys are working on a great project. So do you want, could you tell us a little bit about the project first before we start talking more? Yeah, of course. So I'm going to I'm going to start off talking about uh, the vision here a little bit and then pass it over to David um, or Gaspar, as he's known on Discord, to kind of go into the nitty gritty. Um, but basically the, you know, and, and actually some background on myself, just so everyone knows, my name is Ash. Uh, I am um, I, I went to undergrad with the rest of the team and then went to law school at Harvard, spent about three years in corporate law where I was practicing mergers and acquisitions and securities and then moved over to investment banking where I focus on um, healthcare companies. And there's also you know, two other members of the team um, who are on and aren't gonna be speaking today. And that's uh, you know, Tyler, who is you know, our full stack dev, and then Anthony, who is a Googler who's lived in Silicon Valley, Singapore, and other parts of the world. Um, he's worked on you know, community programs and improving employee experiences at Google, and he brings a lot of the people and vision side of the things to the project. Um, and, you know, kind of just diving into the project here a little bit, you know, the vision with this is really, really stemmed from, you know, a trip that Anthony and I had in Medellin, Colombia. While we were out there, we were thinking about these, you know, strong tailwinds behind remote work and the digital economy and how it's, it's starting to unlock, you know, the ability to travel frequently for many people or even go so far as to live a fully nomadic lifestyle. And yet, you know, despite this newfound freedom that people have, we were noticing that people who, who you know, otherwise could live wherever they want or could travel wherever they want weren't actually going anywhere. And it wasn't COVID that was stopping them. And so we were trying to think through what, what's the problem here? Like, what's the problem that needs to be solved in order for people to actually you know, fully leverage this newfound ability to live wherever they want or, or be wherever they want? And, and it occurred to us that you know, there's this fundamental issue and fundamental barrier to entry to travel. And that, that is that it's just very difficult to go to a new place and figure out where to stay, what to do, 
And, you know, even if you kind of go through the motions of figuring those things out, you, you know, there's no guarantee that you kind of get it right. And so you can put countless hours in and end up going to a city and just go to the kind of the tourist traps. And so what we wanted to do is kind of eliminate this barrier to entry such that traveling to a new place is as simple as, you know, packing a bag and booking a flight. And, and the way we're planning on doing this is by, you know, connecting people with top tier accommodations in the best areas, algorithmically generating personalized itineraries for them during their travels and, you know, connecting and fostering a community of like-minded travelers and nomads. And so, you know, I'm going to pass it over to David who can kind of get into the details of how this all works, but really wanted to give, you know, a sense of the vision and what we're trying to accomplish with this project. Hey guys, this is uh, David, otherwise known as Gaspar Lamarck on uh, Discord, uh, speaking on the TRD Twitter here. Um, yeah, so uh, like Ash said, you know, we wanted to kind of eliminate this barrier to travel and we wanted to tie this into the Web3 space. You know, it's a space that's been lacking a lot of IRL utility. You know, a lot of times you, you see these projects come along and they follow the same format. You know, every roadmap, you know, seems to be the same lately and people are are delivering uh, projects that just aren't delivering real utility to people. And we wanted to change that space. So what we plan on doing is, you know, we're having our mint next week. Um, and with the proceeds from this mint, we'll be purchasing properties in Miami. That's the first city that we're starting with. And all of the holders of the NFT will earn a daily token yield. And they'll be able to use these tokens to reserve nights in the properties. Um, so there's two tiers of the NFT. Um, there's the Miami specific one and the global pass. Uh, the Miami one, the tokens that uh, are earned every day will be used just to stay in the Miami properties. And the global pass will be used as we expand out to other cities. Um, so, you know, the DAO will decide, you know, hey, the next city we want is, you know, say New York or San Juan, Puerto Rico or anywhere. And when we go there, we'll have a city-specific mint. The proceeds from that mint will be used to purchase properties in that city. And the holders of that city-specific mint will be able to reserve nights in those properties. And the Global Pass holders will always have access to all of the properties. Their tokens can be used to book nights at any of the properties um, that we end up acquiring. Um, so that's kind of how we tied this into the Web3 space. We wanted to offer people a way to use their NFT IRL we can provide, you know, they'll have real life experiences, get to meet people in the space. And, and we really feel like it's a breath of fresh air for the space here. Um, just to give you guys a little bit of background about myself. Uh, my name's David. I went to undergrad with all of these guys on the team. Um, since then, I've been working on Wall Street as a bond trader, uh, specifically mortgage-backed securities. Uh, I currently live... Hey, my bad. My bad. I was trying to uh, cancel a, a speaking request and ended up muting everybody. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, no worries. Worries. Yeah, please, please keep on. Um, yeah. So like I was saying, I'm, uh, I, you know, I live in Miami. I own quite a few properties there. So I kind of bring a little bit of the uh, finance and real estate side of things to the team. Yeah, that's that's one of the that's one of the greatest things, aside from being a really interesting and unique so far project from what we've been seeing you guys also have like a superstar team and you guys are all doxxed and everybody is a pro in their own field which which is uh, real estate finance web3 tokenization so that's pretty promising and more than that this is like i i, I mentioned this before many times i, I like to look at projects, uh, the projects that are in, that might be industry disruptive are 
much much more exciting to me than things that we see all along. And this is one of those. So to uh, give our audience a little idea about the mint, the mint is going to be the Miami specific tokens are going to be 3000 of them, the supply. And the mint price is going to be 0.305, right? Which is the area code of Miami, by the way. So that's pretty exciting. And just in general, where this could go, the global passes uh, come with a smaller supply and they are higher priced, but they are actually, they yield more tokens and they are basically voting rights in the DAO. So you get to vote on where this project expands next after Miami. So that's another good thing, I think. And yeah, and connecting like connecting NFTs with in real life utility is also really exciting to us because we're also working on such things. And at the end of our roadmap, we have we set a goal to ourselves to acquire or make a deal with a hotel, like a, and somehow utilize our utility token with this hotel stay in that hotel. Like that's an actual in real life experience, right? You buy NFTs, they yield tokens. And then you actually get to spend these tokens in some real life activities as such. And to like, um, actually, we haven't announced this before, but this summer we're actually going to be sponsoring world's number one windsurfing spot. It, it's, it is in Turkey, in Olaçata, Izmir. And so what's going to happen is we're going to sponsor them and a portion of our community will get to go get free surfing classes if they choose to. And some of them are going to be able to burn their utility tokens to get some, like buy some kite passes or something. So the in real life utility aspect of it is really exciting to us. And I'm personally pretty excited about this project being a Miami resident of like 10 plus years too. So I'm excited to see this project come to life. And another thing that caught my attention when we were talking is even if you guys don't sell this project out, you guys are going to have budget and, so you guys are planning to buy six properties if you sell out. If not, it's going to be less, but that will come with the community size as well. Yeah, that's kind of the great thing about this. There's not like a huge pressure on, you know, it's, you know, all or nothing. It's really something that we can build upon no matter what. You know, if it's if it's minting slow and we, you know, raise enough for three properties, then that's what we start with. And, you know, we start with three properties and, you know, with the slower mint, that's less people to accommodate and to, you know, we just scale from there. Um, and as this grows, you know, we can, we can accommodate more and more people. So it's, it's kind of nice having a project that's not everything relying on midday. You know, we can, we can build this just like a, a traditional company would be built, you know, over time and not so focused on one day. Yeah, absolutely. That is exciting. So if anybody from the audience has any questions or anybody from the stage, uh, any of the speakers has anything to add or any questions, I think we can move along to that. Yeah, I had a comment. Anybody... Hey, hey, everyone. Uh, good morning. Good afternoon. Uh, I didn't get a chance to say hi before, but it was really interesting listening to the project. And uh, it brought two, like, two concepts to, to my mind that I felt are a little bit similar. And I just wanted to ask if, if you also see the residence DAO uh, similar to those concepts. So one thing that came to mind, obviously, is Airbnb of Web3. And the second concept that I thought of is like, it's, it's somewhat like a timeshare uh, concept. Like it really seemed like one to me. 
the timeshare, like, I don't know if they're called timeshare residences or timeshare, like, vacation uh, spots, but it felt really similar to that idea. Did you also, like, think about positioning it as, uh, as such? Uh, yeah, so the thing with the timeshare is they're typically pretty complex and they're illiquid structures and they tend to drain people through fees. Um, you know, every year yeah. that you own that, you're paying these maintenance fees and, and all these things, and they're not exactly the easiest thing to use either. Um, you know, with our NFT, the memberships, obviously you can go sell it at any time you want. You know, you, if you're getting tired of it, you don't like Miami, you don't like, you know, you just want the capital, whatever, go hop on OpenSea and sell it. There's no, you know, there's nothing else you need to do. And the more important thing is, you know, we don't have any ongoing fees with this. The way we structured it out is, you know, we wanted this to be a one and done type of thing. You know, you buy it and then you don't have to think about anything else, you know, so you purchase it. We're not charging you any fees to come stay in the property after that. You know, we're not charging you any maintenance. You know, the way we modeled this out is, you know, our cash flows will come from uh, earning revenue when the property is not in use. So say, you know, our holders always will get the, the first crack at the properties and they can, you know, reserve it. And if there's nothing reserved uh, in the next 10 days, that's the cutoff. Then the team will actually put it on short term rental platforms to generate revenue. And that's going to be what's used to cover, you know, taxes, insurance, HOA, things like that. Because we, we don't want to, you know, there's no sense in buying something and then having to pay to use it, you know, not to, yeah. not to, you know, talk badly about other projects in the space, but, you know, Gary V's Fly Fish Club, you buy a membership and you're still paying to eat at his restaurant, you know, like we wanted you to own this and then you get to stay in the property for free after that. Yeah. So yeah, which, which brings to... me, oh, sorry, sorry. For oh, no, no worries. I just, I was just going to say, you know, we wanted to kind of shy away from a lot of the negative things that come with timeshares. So we really tried to avoid that structure altogether. Yeah, it's like it's it's like a much more advanced and improved version of timeshares is how I felt. But I had a question about like the the fees, the ongoing fees. So you said the, I mean, the, we talked about the mint price, but then um, we also mentioned that people are going to like people are um, might need to buy tokens when they're renting out the properties when they're, uh, you know, when they're traveling. Uh, do, did I get that correctly as number one? And then the second piece is like, do we already know how much uh, they are going to need to pay with uh, extra tokens when they are actually renting out the property? Uh, so there's no requirement to go buy tokens. I mean, if you wanted to, you know, get them faster than what your NFT is yielding, then that's an option that you could explore. It's by no means required by us. Um, you know, you can you can wait till you've generated enough tokens to book the property and, and that's that. And then you never had to go out onto the market and buy any tokens at all. So we're not requiring that uh, whatsoever. Um, and then as far as uh, the tokens go, uh, sorry, the second part of your question was. Sorry, I, I, uh, I, I think they were actually very connected. Like the, the question was generally um, if people need to get extra tokens to. Uh, to rent out the property when they're about to travel, but you said like they can use the yielded ones uh, as, as an option. If the yielded ones aren't enough, then they go ahead and buy uh, extra tokens, I guess. You're right. And, you know, one thing I would encourage people to do is check out our white paper. Um, it kind of shows the tokenomics formula and, and goes into depth about what amount of tokens will be required to reserve nights at the property. Uh, one thing we did is we modeled this after a traditional hotel model where the cost in tokens per night varies and it's based on a dynamic formula. Um, so, you know, if you're booking a hotel and you book too far out, sometimes it can be a little bit expensive because the hotel knows, hey, you know, we can wait and someone will come along anyway. Like they, they know they have time. And so, you know, the tokenomics outlines 
exactly how much it'll cost um, per night and it kind of changes. And what that does is it helps control the flow and also makes people balance, you know, do I want to reserve this far out or do I want to get a better deal in terms of tokens? And it just, you know, kind of creates a better experience for everybody along that curve. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. And to give a sense to the audience, I asked when we had the conversation earlier, each token, like let's say the Miami Pass, the token yield, and if you use the formula that is in the white paper to get like more logical days, book more logical days, I guess each NFT kind of gives you rights to two nights stay. Do I remember that right? Yeah, so it depends on the nights that you want. Um, you know, if you book this efficiently and, you know, kind of follow the guidelines in the tokenomics, yeah, you can, with the Miami, uh, you could reasonably expect to book two nights per year. Um, if you're, you know, not paying up for certain weeks or anything like that, and the global would be uh, roughly three nights a year. Got it. That's pretty cool. And if, you, like, let's say you want to stay five nights instead of two you are able to buy more tokens from people who don't want to use their tokens on the open market, such as like any decentralized exchanges, I assume. Also, another option is, you know, if you own multiple, uh, you know, let's say you own two of the Miami, you're generating, you know, double the token yield and you would, you know, get nights that much quicker and, and get that much more nights, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely makes sense. I have another so, question. <laughs> When and where does the itinerary piece uh, come in? I, I'm sorry, I actually couldn't hear you. Sorry, that was my daughter screaming in the background. Um, the the question was, how and when does the itinerary piece come in? Because I think in in the beginning, that's uh, the the part of the vision that you mentioned. Right. Yeah. So like Ash mentioned at the beginning of this, you know, part of traveling is not just, you know, going to New York City and seeing Times Square like everybody else. You know, we want people to have a personalized experience and get more out of the cities that they're traveling to, you know, not just going and seeing the top five things that Yelp recommends that you go to. So after you book nights in the properties, you'll fill out a brief questionnaire and that'll kind of get a, a feel for your tastes and desires. You know, like, are you a shy person? Are you an outgoing person? You know, do you, are you traveling on a budget or do you have no budget? You know, a wide array of things that kind of get a feel for what you're looking for in the city. Um, and then the back end of things, you know, there will be an algorithm that uh, Buck has designed. Um, and it kind of, you know, spits out these suggestions to you based on the preferences that you've put in. So, you know, for Miami, for example, if you're coming down here, you don't have a budget, you want to go out someplace, you know, it might recommend you, you know, a club that, you know, we, we think is a great place for you to go. Or if you're shy and, you know, you maybe don't want to have, uh, you know, this big, big ordeal, you come down here and maybe we recommend a great beachfront restaurant or something, you know, just two examples off the bat. Um, so the questionnaire really, and the algorithm behind it will really kind of drive that experience. And then for the people looking for a little bit more, there will be the, you know, white glove concierge service, um, that comes with it. Um, and all of this will be curated by locals and, and, you know, so that way, you know, it's cities right now, Miami, we all know the city, we've all been there or live there. But as we go along, it's going to be, you know, curated by people that actually live in the city and can give great recommendations for these things. That's awesome. Very interesting. So that means there will be like a, a, a localization and content creation component of it in the future, too. Or is that going to be generated by the algorithm somehow? 
no, there's going to be the, the it's going to be kind of like you said, like a localization people on the ground who are kind of helping feed outputs into the algorithm and then kind of, you know, us stress testing it and making sure, you know, the, the inputs to outputs make sense for people. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I'm asking all these questions because it, it really, I'm just trying to get an overall like vision and sense of what other uh, businesses and services this could potentially replace. And uh, itinerary piece was something that, that was on my mind because my husband works in a, like, um, like a travel agency uh, group. And one part of the thing that they do is the itinerary service. So I was just thinking, you know, how could this replace that? And how could this become a better service in general? Yeah, we, we actually had a lot of conversations with people in the industry, um, you know, at different agencies and also, you know, at, at places like Amex. And we, we saw some kind of what we thought were you know, fundamental inefficiencies in the processes they use. And so, you know, a lot of this was like, we could, you know, like a lot of us was real, a lot of this was realizing that we could do what they're doing by leveraging technology much more efficiently. Um, and, you know, especially when you think about the scale at which we're operating, right? Like, you know, it starts off in Miami and then perhaps moves to New York or wherever the Dow votes. It's easy to kind of build on that at a, like a kind of a bottoms up rather than kind of, you know, the existing players doing a top down redesign of their processes. Yeah. Yeah, everything. Oh, that all sounds great. We have a request for a question from Ozhan. I'm going to let him up on the stage as a speaker. And also, we have one more request. And after that, we can, if she, he's ready, Manish is also waiting. Hey, Ozhan. Sometimes it takes a minute for Twitter to load, I guess. Ozan, you have your mic turned off, muted, if, in case you're not aware. Or also, if Manish is uh, connected, but he's also bugged, I think. Yeah, I think Twitter space is bugged. <laughs> We're trying to get somebody else on the stage too, but not connecting. Anyways, we're uh, pretty excited about the mint and excited and glad. <laughs> did, did we all just got mute muted? Yeah, I I did that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I was going to say, yeah, it was a pleasure chatting with you guys uh, the other day in private and today on Spaces. I'm glad we have this session recorded. So anybody. Uh, who's interested in this conversation and come back and listen to it because we're also going to be publishing um, an analysis report. We do that on projects we like for Ninja holders. So the ninjas in the chat right now listening can expect to see that over the <laughs> next week. And we all, <clears throat> we also have some whitelist for our community, which we will announce and distribute in the next week. Yeah, and we're excited. Yeah, exciting. And Manish is connecting now. So, so just fun, fun fact: we actually want we want to down the line build two headquarter offices, and one is going to be one is already in Bodrum, and the other one is going to be Miami. So, hopefully, we'll we'll collect some tokens from residents now and come stay at the luxury properties. That's awesome. <laughs> 
Okay, I don't think Munish is going to be able to connect. So I guess that's going to be it for the spaces. Thanks, gentlemen, for coming here and chatting with us, telling us about your project. We're pretty excited. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. And uh, Yes, thank you. Know, you. If, if anyone thinks of questions that they, they wanted to ask you know, during this and forgot to, you know, we're always hanging out in our Discord. We answer questions there all day long. You know, usually a couple members from the team try to hop in voice chat to answer questions for people every night. Um, so you know, we're always around. So you know, make sure to check out our Discord, and uh, you know, we reply to stuff on Twitter as well. But thank you guys so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Thank you also for us. It was good to see you, and we're gonna be closely watching about the resist now because we really like the real life utility. It's so important for NFT space while uh, everyone creating it without zero utility and cash grab projects. We are watching closely. Thanks for everything. Okay. Thanks, guys. Exactly. Yeah. Talk to you guys soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening Thanks. to us today. See Thank you in you. the next Ninja Spaces. Bye. Have a good one, guys.